Hello, hello, we are rolling. That is correct. <laughs> we are rolling. My name's Emily, and, and this I is... OCD in the, the OC. OC. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And that's Sam. And I'm Sam. That's <laughs> oh. that's true. We, we do like to uh, say our names quite a bit because yes. we're narcissists. Yes, so... And then you'll remember Emily us. Emily agrees. <laughs> Uh, Sam Sam agrees with Emily yeah. about the agreeing with Sam, or yeah. etc. Good. <laughs> um, okay, so this is my week to ask Sam a question. He's so nervous. I am. It's very political. Utterly question. terrified, and I am shaking in my boots <laughs> as my legs are crossed. Mm-hmm. And I am in a relaxed position. Lounging. It, it's true. He has a cocktail in one hand. No, 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 no. He does not. Um, My ties are delicious. But get your phone ready because you might need to look up stuff. I'm kind of joking because my question's more personal. So there's so many like political questions I could ask you right now, but I decided to veer off from that. And uh, and I've been wanting to I've been wanting to talk to someone else with similar experiences as me, and get opinions. So we both have OCD. We both have mental issues, as you would say. And the show is actually called OCD in, in the, the OC. OC. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so my question to you, and I would like to kind of explain my side as well, is what are the pros and let me rephrase that. What are some of the, because people would never guess this, what are kind of the, some of the benefits of having um, a mental illness? How does it impact your life in a good way as far as dealing with society, other people, and family, those three things? And what are some negative ways it impacts your role in society with other people and family? Oh. So. So, because people, people a lot of times, especially here, first of all, all the cons, you know, like, you feel isolated, you feel depressed, all these things, but people don't realize there's a lot of good things that come from having, dealing with certain things, right? So, I wanted to get your perspective on that. Okay. Um, so, you See, you don't need your phone or anything. You yeah, can you're... just tell me your experience. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's actually fairly fairly easy for experience mm-hmm. so uh, I'm gonna start with start with uh, school mm-hmm. in at, at least in my particular case maybe remind people like what your kind of your diagnosis is or whatever sure sure okay so my diagnosis is obsessive-compulsive disorder again mm-hmm. uh, from our first episode mm-hmm. that was like a month ago yeah. which Considering that was in May, that means it was about seven months ago. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a year ago. <laughs> it's it's really true. Uh, we yeah. uh, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Also, for those listening, if you're listening the day this is released, happy day after Ascension, mm-hmm. at least in the Orthodox Church. Yep. I know. Uh, uh, or ca- uh, uh, Pentecost. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, Pentecost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got me. Got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ascension was ten days ago. Gary uh, and I were getting that confused too today. We're like, wait, what's today? Oh, Ascension yeah. is the. Conf- Actually, I mean, sorry to veer off. Ascension uh, is the 
is the one that always confuses people, I think. And I, I almost think it's supposed to. Isn't it on, like, a Thursday? Some it is something? on a Thursday, because yeah. 40 days after uh, Easter slash Pascha yeah, yeah. is a Thursday. Yeah. Um, so go figure. To non-Orthodox or non-Christians, that's the day that the Holy Spirit basically ascended onto the people. Yes, Pentecost is. Yeah. Anyways, that's, okay, we're getting off track, but go anyway, ahead. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, going into advantages. Mm-hmm. Uh for me, uh, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, mm-hmm. had had advantages in terms of focus. I know that may sound obvious, but um, <laughs> no, because for me, like OCD, sometimes makes it hard to focus. So it's at different people, you know, like have different. So it's interesting to hear your unique perspective. Okay. Yeah. So the obsess part. Mm-hmm. allowed me to really um, pick up information mm-hmm. sometimes very rapidly on subjects mm-hmm. zone into it kind of exactly yeah. I would um, well I mean heck one of my one of my uh, joke things to myself that I still find a lot of pleasure in doing even mm-hmm. to this day is uh, for a new board game just reading the rule book mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then what happens is, lo and behold, I'm the one who actually read the rule book. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, sometimes I'm trying to explain the rules and I'll do my mm-hmm. best. Yeah. But, I'll, but because I've actually taken the time to do that, mm-hmm. I'll usually win. Yeah. At least the first time. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, because you understand the game. Because I understand the game. Yeah. And... Because of that, I am, I'm able to under, get some of the nuances mm-hmm. covered. Uh, now, when it comes to school, and this is, this is uh, more going to an anxiety slash, mm-hmm. slash uh, OCD, so it's now a double thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, my, per, my personal form of OCD had a very strong tone of what people call perfectionism. Mm. Now, perfectionism is something I don't recommend. Yeah. It is uh, very hard to maintain, and burnout is a risk. Mm-hmm. With that said, for me, at least during my high school days, because of my perfectionism, mm-hmm. I was like, no, I have to get an A. Mm-hmm. There is no grade besides an A for Sam. Mm-hmm. And that was a hard standard to maintain. So you're hard on yourself, yeah. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. But because I maintained that standard, mm-hmm. I was able to get a very, very good scholarship that allowed me to go to college. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side, though, I go to college and then my second semester I got my first mm-hmm. B ever mm. and now that I've it's become so entwined in my identity mm-hmm. that I am perfect right <laughs> mm-hmm. huh then and it's like an obsession to be perfect it is right? an obsession to be perfect exactly. it's a my, mine's very mathematical mm-hmm. uh, it was it's like how shall I put this? I, I imagine um, 
the the concept of a hundred percent really really uh stuck in my mind and still does to a degree mm-hmm. and so the moment something takes away from a hundred percent there is there is no amount of mm-hmm. there is no amount of math besides just arbitrarily adding mm-hmm. uh, stuff to it but like you know you can't multiply like you can even keep on multiplying the number by 100% each time mm-hmm. just go again and again and again and again and again but for that particular thing it's it's always tainted if you will mm-hmm. oh yeah I feel like having OCD a huge word use it is when something's tainted or messed up it like ruins so much you know it's so it depends on like what your OCD is or whatever it is but I have this thing where I'm very stubborn like that's what we just the word we use in my family is stubborn but really it's like because when something's ruined I can't get out of it and it's like it's tainted forevermore you know it's that's a really good word to use when it comes to OCD and things not going your way you know yeah, it that you can't like undo it, you know, you can't go back and fix it. That and that, that's what it feels like at least. Yeah. It it does. And and so when when something when something has become part of one's identity mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you see the you see the like this big old thing comes along and says no, you're not always going to be grades perfect. Mm-hmm. Too bad. Mm-hmm. Then it go. Then, then it becomes a like. Well, who am I now? Do you feel like it hurts or helps when people say like it's like it's okay that happens to everybody. Um, you don't have to be perfect. Or do you feel like that help? That's helpful. Or do you feel like but they don't understand kind of thing. Um, usually I find that helpful. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, there's times when I'm so in my own little world that mm-hmm. it's just like, no, I am the only one in the universe of <laughs> Sam, and yeah. it is all for naught. Yeah. <laughs> we are distraught. We are despondent. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> and, and just a reminder, everything with like mental illness or whatever you want to call it, OCD or you know, anxiety, like, to somebody else, it might seem like the smallest, like, insignificant thing, but to the person who deals with it, it's like, it could be the whole, their whole world, you know, whether it's, like, anxiety, or getting a B, like, where somebody might be like, what? You know, for me, I'm like, if I got a B, I'd be (laughs) happy, you know, but, um, you have to remember, like, when you're dealing with mental problems, um, it's, it can be like a way bigger deal to that person and impact their whole life, you know, even if you don't understand how it does. So, um, part of mine also was liking to be liked. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, so what I did is I became, I realized very early on that. High achievement plus being high achievement plus being uh, 
really personable with people in authority mm-hmm. was a really good way to do well. Mm-hmm. So some people may call that kissing up, mm-hmm. which apparently I was doing since first grade, mm-hmm. maybe even earlier. That's very, <laughs> and. But it's also, what's it called, where you're, you know, like getting, making connections. But, what's it called, what's that word? But, uh, no connections make connections. You're making connections. You're passing out your card. You're kind of yeah, building exactly. A, uh, building a, uh, uh, oh, oh, wow. networking. Networking. You're networking. Exactly. Yeah. You're learning to from a young age to kind of figure out how to work with people and yeah. So that was that was definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, a funny funny example early on, and this this did negatively, but also now comedically affected me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a patriotic form of OCD. Mm-hmm. I guess I have, or uh, uh, I guess I have one, but when I was in kindergarten and first grade, yeah. <laughs> no joke, uh-huh. I literally saluted every single American flag <laughs> I saw. Yeah. To the point that my friends were like, wait, where do you... Oh wow! Okay, it it almost became a game of and, spot the reason why yeah. Sam's saluting. <laughs> and if you missed one, did you have to like go back and do it, kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. But also then it, and here's another aspect about mm-hmm. OCD in particular: it builds on itself. Mm-hmm. Saluting wasn't enough after a while. Mm-hmm. Then I had to say the whole. Then it eventually became the whole uh, Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. That's when we kind of knew, uh-oh, okay, this is, <laughs> yeah. this, this is too much. I've had that, too. Especially, or, like, with certain things with, like, icons and orthodoxy. Oh. And, uh, um, yeah, yeah, I had that, know, too. You know, having to kiss or cross every time you walk by one. I still do that sometimes. I'm like, it's okay. I had to smile at icons every time I saw yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I know. And, see, a lot of my OCD is have to Oh, what's do... an icon, by the way, for... Oh, an icon is... Um, it's what other A people... pop star, somebody makes <laughs> lots of money. <laughs> no. An icon in the Orthodox Church is it's basically a painting of a saint or a biblical event or, or Jesus or anything to do with the church. And we look at it as like a window to seeing these saints and everything. So you've probably seen them if you've ever seen like an Orthodox Church. Um, they're really beautiful. But us in the Orthodox Church, we have them all over our houses and in our churches. And um, but yeah, I I would always have to kiss each one and then mm-hmm. cross, you know, and say Lord of mercy and try to connect with each one. And um, or every time I would walk by a mirror, I'd have to smile at myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, for any of our um, friends who are Protestants, uh, mm-hmm. we do just just saying mm-hmm. this. Saying this out front, uh-huh. we do not worship icons. No, we don't. <laughs> they are they are utilized as proper reverent. They are utilized with with some honor, in as much as they help us get closer to God. What what I've always heard is it's kind of like if you have an icon of Jesus, it's not this wood is Jesus. It's the icon is a window where you're seeing Jesus through it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you're not praying to the... If you're looking out a window you're in, in, in 
you know, blowing kisses to it or talking to the person, you're not doing that to the window, you're doing it to the person on the other side. Exactly. So it's like a connection, kind of. It's a way to connect with these um, people. Because if you think about it, saints and, you know, saints are closer to God than we are right now. You know, they're, they're in heaven with him, so we ask them for prayers. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. But yeah. We, I, don't, I, I, we do not pray to them. We ask them for prayers. And we don't worship wood. We no. talk to God through them. And, I mean, so I, sorry, I'm going to yeah. go a little bit more into this. Uh-huh. Um, it's, how shall I put this? Um, what, why should Christians not get to fight the... Uh, some of the darker imagery of the world with beautiful imagery. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I love that. Yeah. It's, that's like saying, that's like saying, uh, you know, St. Paul talks about the full <laughs> armor of God. That's like going, Oh yeah, Satan here. Don't worry. We're going to give you that dagger, but we're not going to, we're going to let you use that weapon, yeah. but don't worry. We, we as a gentleman's courtesy won't use it. Yeah. It's like, no, you, you smash his, you smash that serpent's head mm -hmm. into the dust. Yeah. I like that. I never really thought of that. It's like, it's almost a way to, yeah, to combat some of the ugliness in this world with beautiful things. Like, our church isn't just nature, you know? Our church is connecting to Jesus and and the saints, the people that have come before us, you know, that we want prayers from. But I like that. Thank you. I have a question about, so what pros and cons, what about as far as dealing with your family with OCD? What benefits does it give you as a family member, as a husband or a son or brother, and how is it? How's it made your relationships maybe better, and how's it kind of been hard? Okay, so in terms of making relationships better, mm -hmm. um, it forces me to. It forces me to. Really consider, the feelings mm -hmm. of others. Um, because I know, I know what can, I know what can mess me up, mm -hmm. and thus because of that, because I know how weak I am, it allows me to ha it. It gives me a constant little reminder and companion mm -hmm. to help me be mer more merciful to others, especially mm -hmm. my family. Mm -hmm. um, I because it's easy to. For me, at least, it's easy to be selfish in it because mm -hmm. when you're suffering sometimes from something like OCD or for me also misophonia, it feels like everyone else is being selfish for not understanding and this is the most important thing in, in the world right now and nobody gets it. And then it's like, oh yeah, they, they're not dealing with this and it causes you to, you know, yeah, have to be merciful and yeah. Merciful, patient. Okay, now definitely builds those characteristics up. You have Emily, uh -huh. very important thing. Uh -huh. I think I know what misophonia is. Mm -hmm. But, just to be certain, what the heck is misophonia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could go on about this. Misophonia is 
And I recently found out there's two parts, and I have both. But misophonia is uh, called, it's translated, it's called hatred of sound. And it's when people like me hear certain sounds, it triggers this absolute torturous <laughs> rage. And it gives, it instantly gives you this fight or flight complex, or fight or flight um, mm. thing. Yeah, fight or flight comp the the adrenal the adrenal yeah. reaction. Reaction, that's the word. Oh my goodness, can't think of words today. And so say so a lot of people their triggers include like if someone's chewing, you know, like it'll trigger misophonia. Um, Here, shall I get a fork and a plate for no, you? Thank you. <laughs> uh, a lot of people if it's like a clock ticking, they can't listen to that. For me it's like so many things. I also have another part of it, which I always thought was just misophonia, but it's actually like the sister thing to misophonia is um, it's uh, when you see certain things, and it's a lot of repetitive sounds or repetitive movements where it just gives you this fight or fight response, and it is terrible. So say someone's like shaking their foot or tapping their fingers. I can't be in the same room with them. Isn't that crazy? Or I have to sit, like I literally today, well, I shouldn't say, well, okay, like I've been sitting in a room with a lot of people, and if someone's like shaking their foot or chewing really loudly, I'll like ask my husband to switch with me, or I'll try to sit in a way so I don't see them, you know, and it's just like this constant thing where I'm trying to like, you know, I where I bring earplugs with me everywhere. We could have a whole episode of misophonia, but as but I wanted to add too. Kind of coming back off the misophonia thing is, in society and and I want to know if you can relate to this. In society and with family, I feel like having mental illness helps you become more understanding and empathetic of oh, other people's issues. Sometimes definitely because I think, I think for me that's the biggest pro is like. I def like some people just don't get it and they don't feel sorry for other people and they're like oh well they got themselves in that situation but I feel like as someone who has like OCD and misophonia and anxiety I can look at someone and say like I don't understand them but I'm definitely not going to write them off because I've been there you know or yeah. I have empathy or I know I I I know what it's like to be to be knowingly irrational and yeah. yet and at least at the time having great difficulty or maybe even being unable to fight this irrationality that is just there and you're your own worst enemy sometimes you know like that's yeah, oh my gosh the, uh, and with OCD that's how I look at a lot is I'm like I'm my own worst enemy I'm keeping myself up all night I'm and it, but it's like this thing you can't get out of. So yeah, you know when you see someone dealing with you know stuff or, for me even anxiety. If I'm like, why are you nervous about that? At least now I'm like, I might not understand their situation, but I've been there before. You know, I've been yes. in that like, crazy state that other people are like, whoa, calm down. You know. Whoa, man. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> man. Whoa. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so, I would say, and as with, as with anything, mm -hmm. um, 
as with anything, a lot of things are a state of mind, mm -hmm. and uh, well, uh, obviously, mm -hmm. and it, it kind of is a uh, kind of it, it as benefits and costs mm -hmm. with anything. I mean, uh, for me, it, for me on on the front of OCD, it with I think it it helped prepare me for. Uh, early on for one little uh, little thing about the world. Mm -hmm. It's not going to conform to me. Mm -hmm. The world will not conform to me. My family, to a degree, may be kind. Same, yeah. And and will, like, you know, tr try to be con conscious and not, like, go, like, ha-ha, I, ex I know exactly what... I know exactly what gets gets you, so I'm going to mess with you in yeah. that specific way, yeah. just just <laughs> to make you miserable. Yeah. <laughs> but the world, on the other hand, and good intentioned people will usually not understand it. And I've had I've had times, and now this was this was a time in my life when I was especially um, anxious. Just uh, I was it was the first time I was living away from my family mm -hmm. I was a uh, 2,000 miles away from them mm -hmm. and so when a subject was being talked about and consistently talked about and I was I, I was at a dinner and I'm I met a, I, I was at a dinner and I'm at a table where there was not really room to get out of the room because mm -hmm. one of my coping mechanisms is is retreat mm -hmm. um, and they're talking about the the uh, O in my OCD, mm. uh, which I won't get into um, mm -hmm. for personal reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm like shaking. Wait, family was talking about. No, these were this these were friends. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. These were friends who didn't know. And they were talking about you though specifically. No, they, they were they talking, talking about, about the. They were talking about the uh, the situation. The, oh, okay. Whatever whatever my trigger is. Yeah. And I was shaking. Mm -hmm. And then it, uh, I'm like, oh, crud. Because I, I eventually had to reveal it to them. And I don't think they really quite understood. Mm -hmm. And were like, oh, no, that's it. It's, it's okay. You know, mm -hmm. and, and it was one of those, like, I, I understand it's not rational, but, mm -hmm. um, it's just one of those things that I it's it's been a demon I've been I fought for mm -hmm. a long twenty years now twenty years mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah about twenty years yeah so that was I'm twenty five now so that's since I was five yeah oh yeah same here yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. OCD <D>. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> feel sorry for us yeah i know we're so pathetic for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's real tears no um for me i have a lot of a lot of ocd that's um like physical things mm -hmm. you know touching things twice or or like you know um I went through this stage, and now that I'm on like a better medication, it helps. But where I'd have to touch all four corners of the bed over and over, and it kept not feeling right. You know, like before I, when I was trying to fall asleep, I'd stay up hours doing stuff. You know, 
physically touching things, having to get up and then get back down in bed. And it was like very, just like this repetitive, like I felt insane. Like if someone had a camera, they would think something was going on because I'm like, <laughs> you know, in bed, like doing all these weird like things. Was you it know? like, a t- were, were you like a two year old in a crib? Like, <laughs> or more like I would be scared someone would think like I was like asleep and like the weird things I don't know like weird sleepwalking ritual yeah like a ritual yeah or something well it was a ritual just not a sleepwalking (laughs) one kind of unfortunately for the sake of getting good sleep yeah I know and so I would oh I would get the worst insomnia and it would just stress I'd feel the stress inside you know and um and and so, so I get, I, I've also had different physical things that, especially when I was younger, like blinking a certain way or having to do arm stretches to feel a certain way. Or I would even like jump when I was like 12, I would have to jump every couple of steps, like weird, like physical stuff. So I've always had like physical triggers. So like, for instance, some people in my family know not to like do like a weird face at me because they know that it'll trigger like some eye stuff and it's not as bad now but um and they've my family's kind of had to learn the triggers or they know not to like tap their fingers around me or you know i even like knew that. the not waving my foot thing yeah thank you because <laughs> and i probably wouldn't say anything i'd just probably inside want to murder me yeah yeah <laughs> inside i would just harbor all hatred in the world no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, I'm kidding, not kidding. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, stop. Yeah. But then, like, like, again, it sounds so, like, t- like literally, who who would, like, flip over a table for, like, the tiniest movements, you know, like, someone chewing gum or tapping their fingers, but, but for the person who has it, misophonia or whatever. Um, Which I'm guessing your misophonia is probably... It's related. related to yeah. your OCD. Oh yeah, Be- um, and and that's the frustrating part, is, um, like when I used to live with my family and my brother would like play music and I'd have this bass at night, it would, it was the yes, it was it would trigger um, misophonia and so I'd have to start the OCD rituals all over to purge again. It. Yes, and so it would go back and forth. That's just because an the start. I love my brother. The start um, of your ritual, the, the however far you'd gotten, mm-hmm. even if you're 95% done, yeah. it had been tainted. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm like, that tainted word is so perfect. Cause, and it's like, it doesn't matter yeah, how far you've come. It's everything needs to start over. Like, there's no going back at that point. And, um, and it, so, so anytime I'd get misophonia, I'd have to do, an, you know, work through an OCD um, a compulsion, like what's, and had to do it. And thank goodness I have a medication now that's really targets OCD and anxiety, and because it's all related to anxiety, you know, yes. it's anxiety disorder. So that has really helped balance it out. And also, I've just learned that, like you said, the world doesn't confine, won't confine to you. You have to learn coping skills. Yes. That's all you can't really can do because otherwise you'd have to live in a bubble, you know, and um. And trust me, the bubble would, the bubble would break break your internal rules sooner or later. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, and even, and that's the thing is, there's triggers everywhere. You know, you go to church, you go to school, you go to work, and 
you don't want to live where you're just like resentful and bitter about it Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's a pro of having it is you learn to work through these like hard things and learn how to appreciate it for other people okay wait sorry i've got to speaking of sound things Uh oh no (laughs) i'm not gonna do a sound i'm I'm just going to talk about a particular sound uh-huh. One of my least... I think it's my least favorite sound. Oh, I think you... I've heard about this before. Okay. How shall I put this? Anybody who ever has been trying to quiet a crowd mm. with the two-fingered whistle. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's your, like, Achilles heel. <laughs> How shall I put this? I I describe that sound mm-hmm. as what <laughs> hell would yeah. sound like yeah. to me. Yeah, your own, the way you that told would me be your my, own personal hell. That would yeah. be just my own like just living in a box where that's that's all there is. Yeah. That would be hell. Yeah. That's how I th- and I I think I've told told you this before, but that's how misophonia feels with everything. So, so it's like it's that it's like a physical reaction, like mm-hmm. a negative physical. Your whole body goes from zero to a hundred stress. Have you ever have you ever like p- pushed your ears in so hard that it hurt? I've had n- no. I've, I'm glad. I have you. Yes. Yeah. I've, um, I've definitely, I've like rolled up like, because if I don't have like earplugs, I've definitely like rolled up paper and got like stuck in my ear and like had like irritate ear problems, you know, from that. Oh my gosh. But, um, or if you ever see me with my hair down on one side like this, for those who don't know, I'm taking like these long locks on the right side of my face and putting it like over my eye basically. It's because I'm trying to cover up someone who's shaking something or doing something. So sometimes, like, if you see me like this, that's me just trying to, <laughs> that's just me trying to hide from seeing these things, you know. And what's annoying that's gotten hard for me is, like, we have, like, a lot of fans going on in our room. And it's actually turned into, like, if, like, the closet's open and there's, like, a piece of clothing that's moving in, like, a repetitive motion from the fan or like the window being open i'll have to get up and like put it in a position where it won't move you know and so it's like i will admit like if the fan is not if the fan is like knocking these things you you know like those okay these things is they're blinds they're blinds plastic whatever when the fan is like constantly you know yeah and it's just like doing it i will admit it's a rhythmic yeah and it's it's like, like yeah. There are certain rhythms where it's just a fan, where it's like, ah, white yeah. noise, yay, sleep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And others where it's, this is not going to be good. Yeah, exactly. I'm, a, uh, I'm not a happy... You sp- know, I have a confession. I stayed at your mom's house one night on the couch, and she had this clock that was like... Oh, no. And I took it, I finally just got up, put it in like a closet, <laughs> took it off the wall, and then I went home the next day and I was like, <gasps> I forgot to put it back. So I was like, your mom probably like just found her own clock in like a closet somewhere. <laughs> it was a couple of years ago, but yeah. Hi, it's mom. Like, it's, it's these things that you would think are probably 
not very like socially acceptable that you have to do to survive sometimes <laughs> go to someone's house and move their clock <laughs> but but, oh. but i think the biggest pro like we're saying is empathy and understanding oh, yeah. because i think in all aspects of my life i feel like i feel like i have a healthier outlook and a lot of that's at, attributed to having dealt with yeah these annoying anxieties and stuff where and it's not it for the record, it's not something you willpower overcome. Mm-hmm. It's something now. Willpower can be part of it. It's mm-hmm. something though that you learn to deal with, mm-hmm. and hopefully, as you've learned to deal with it, you realize and come to a come to an understanding of just you being a little bit kinder, a little bit more patient, a little bit more mm-hmm. merciful exactly. to everyone else, right? Because. We all have something. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. I don't know what your something is. You're both being. I mean, I kind of know a little bit about yours, Emily. Mm-hmm. But for me, Sam, it's. Um, I don't know necessarily what the listeners' issue is, and it could be mental, it could be physical, it could mm-hmm. be, it could be an ex- external factor, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, we've all got something and it's good to it's good to take whatever your something is and use it to use it to be a little bit more understanding of others because can i add on to really sure quick yeah is because i feel like so many times and probably for you too Having these certain things could ruin you. You could either go, you could go off the deep end where you only obsess about it and stuff, or you can fight through it and it's like you'll never get over it completely, but you learn to cope. Yeah. Because I'm like, I could, it could go either way. If I'm not careful, I could go into crazy woman land and, <laughs> you know, stay up all night doing it, but I've learned different ways and it's um, kind of keeping yourself in check and. Yeah, and then it teaches you to be more merciful to other people. Because, boy, it's Resilience. not fun. Resilient. Yeah, it teaches you to be stronger and resilient because it's, it's it's not easy. And then you learn, like, oh, I did survive that. I'm okay. It starts out as an enemy, and it can turn into a companion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... And that's the thing is you just got to accept, like you were saying. It's not going to just go away one day. You, it can It can be with proper... With, with proper treatment, uh, mm-hmm. mitigating factors, sometimes medication, uh, exercise, diet, etc. Yeah. It can definitely be tampered down. Oh, yeah. And, like, wow. You can manage it. Yeah. But it's, even then, it's still there. You barely hear someone say, like, I'm healed from OCD or something. Like, you know, like, I'm yeah. in remission or I, I don't have this anymore. Um, maybe like anxiety if you got like a really strong medication and you didn't you're like I'm never anxious anymore but like Don't but you worry, in your natural state be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a whole other conversation um, but yeah it's it's learning to manage it and I think there's a lot of pros um, a soma a day keeps the anxiety away yeah. <laughs> uh, if, uh, do you know what so, uh, that's from a Aldous Huxley's A Brave New World. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I just like that. So. 
Um, well, okay, fine. Uh, uh, the the soma a day keeps the anxiety away. That that was kind of my made up version, but the yeah. concept of soma as a drug that yeah. just it just kind of takes you out of takes you out of life for a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh that is like speaking of yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Those there's there's three books that we I like can to get s- off on rabbit trails. We do <laughs> we do a little bit. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'll admit there's there's three books that I think are actually a, a, a trilogy, mm-hmm. even though they don't they aren't actually a trilogy that you recommend. Yes. Um. Animal Farm. Mm-hmm. George Orwell's Animal Farm. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Not a sponsor. <laughs> 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 um, followed by George Orwell's 1984. I want to read all those. Followed by Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. I, you I consider th- them a trilogy? I consider those three a trilogy where the ideas and concepts in... The ideas and concepts taken to their extreme in Animal Farm lead to a world like 1984. Mm -hmm. And a world like 1984 leads to a world like Brave New World. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'll have to read them in that order and and see that connection. It's awesome. Those are good books. Um, So I think you at home should find your issues and <laughs> and learn how to make your world a better place through them because that's all we can do and like my favorite saying right now is from saint oh my gosh herman of sarab is that his name saint saint seraphim of sarab seraphim of sarab he says mm-hmm. acquire the acquire the spirit of peace and those around, and a thousand around you will be saved so it's like whatever is going on in your world, being a peacemaker and being, you know, a loving, prayerful person, that's all you can do to make the world a better place. And we've talked about that before, but it's my, but I keep trying to remind myself, you know, with the world, with OCD. By the way, speaking of that, Emily, um, I think you've got a speck in your eye. But I can't. Uh-huh. I'm having a little trouble seeing it out of one of oh, my eyes. I think it has sorry, a plank. Sorry, you have a plank in your. <laughs> Let's try to get each other's out at the same time. Oh. <laughs> I liked my plank right where it was. Yeah, I know. I liked my speck. It was cute. No. My, it's cute when I do it. Yeah. Oh. Oh. All right, we're we're over time, but that was a good conversation. Thank you. Thank you to whoever's listening. And um, we we appreciate your time. And uh, we next week we may be we may have to take a week off because I'm going to be traveling. We may be able to get an episode, but we'll we will be definitely back in two weeks Mm -hmm. and we'll see what we can do to maybe get uh, another episode in for next Monday. Yeah, and we'll hopefully have um, a Facebook page and different things so we can communicate with you guys going on soon in the next couple weeks. Look out for that in the next couple weeks. OCD and the OC. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) This is Sam. And Emily. Signing out.